The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists. Where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey, thanks for hanging with us all you out there in the Healthcare Wrap posse. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and this is Season 2 of the Healthcare Wrap. This is the place to be if you want to accelerate the transformation of healthcare and help create the digital health experience that happens outside the clinic. In other words, this is the place for you if you want to be marketing forward. You've heard us use that term basically every week on the program. So again, I'll just remind you of that. You can join the posse by listening, subscribing, leaving a review and telling your friends. Find our full archive of episodes at healthcarewrap.com and you can hit us up on Twitter at healthcarewrap. And finally, a special thank you to our sponsors, to our partners, to our friends, Express Docs, Ulterra Digital, and the Podcast.Healthcare Network for helping us spread the awesome. As usual, we couldn't do it without them, guys, so we appreciate you giving it up for them. And with that, I want to welcome today's guest. Today's guest is Rebecca Gill, who's the founder and president of Web Savvy Marketing and happens to know a thing or two about SEO, folks. And she also has her own podcast, SEO Bits. I want to make sure I plug that as well and let you know to go check that out as well. Rebecca, welcome to the program. How are you today? I am wonderful. Thanks so much for having me. So you are coming to us today from the lovely area of the country known as Michigan. And in the summer, we were just speaking, that seems like a pleasant place to be this time of year. Yeah, I live in northern Michigan, just south of Traverse City. And it is a beautiful four season area, and especially right now with the sun, water and warmth. So if anyone ends up like hearing this episode and they're, they're in a binge listening later in the year, you know, they're, they're just new to the program, they're catching up and they hear this kind of off cycle in the middle of the winter, they might think a little differently. But for now, when we're recording this in summer, that holds very true that that's the place to be. Absolutely. I love it, which is why I live here. And I've been a Michigan girl born and raised and never going to (laughs) leave. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about web savvy marketing, kind of what you do, you know, where you are right now and how you got there. Sure. So I have 20 years of experience with sales and digital marketing. I founded Web Savvy Marketing 10 years ago in 2009. Uh, and the agency over the years has worked on custom website design and development, SEO consulting, maintenance and support for WordPress websites, and then a lot of education and training for SEO with courses, my podcast, masterminds, on-site boot camps. So while the agency does a lot of different things, digital marketing, my personal passion is for SEO and for working directly with clients and, you know, helping them expand their online presence with digital marketing with an emphasis on organic SEO. And what does your client mix tend to look like? What types of of clients will you tend to have? I understand you have some in the healthcare space. Is that most of your client mix or what what other types of, of clients are you usually working with? It's really all over the board. I've worked with everything from, you know, 
universities and credit unions to you know, health, the healthcare space, uh, manufacturing, it's just, it's really all over. And I do love to keep it diverse because that keeps me and my head active. If people have never done SEO for multiple types of businesses or industries, you always have to learn very quickly the nuances of your client and their industry and, you know, what differentiates them against their competition. And it really keeps your mind active and you learn just really weird things. So I, I've truly enjoyed that over the years. Oh, and I asked that for that reason. I assumed that, that that was you know very intentional. That having that mix of different industries really does help you keep on top of what's going on. And like you said, kind of take something from one industry or one client that may not be as popular or common in another industry and be able to apply it. So uh, great to hear that that's the case, and that I really do see the same thing as well. I see the opportunities to uh, really just maximize the ideas from other industries. So fabulous. So today we are really focusing on really the state of the state in SEO, and that's going to be the topic of our rap battle. So let's move into that. Rap battle. Rap battle is where we challenge the status quo. It's where we say the way that things have been done before, especially in healthcare marketing and technology, here's where those things we can look at them from a different angle and here are things to change and things to consider. And so SEO is kind of, I'm, I'm kind of throwing the doors wide open here, Rebecca, because there's so much to talk about there from basic trends to really, you know, deep, diverse types of things. And I know our listenership, our listeners are pretty diverse, uh, come from different backgrounds. And so they're going to have different levels of understanding and, and interaction with and responsibilities related to SEO. So if we keep that in mind, there's still a lot, I think, that, that everyone can keep focused on in terms of how to approach SEO effectively. So I'm just going to, again, throw those doors wide open and say, you know what, tell us the state of the state in SEO these days. I would tell you it's really focused on three different things. And, you know, this is how we've evolved in the last, I would say, you know, 12 to 18 months. There's been just huge shifts with Google, particularly in the activity that they do and how we as marketers need to adapt to that. And, you know, the first one is EAT, which is Google's emphasis on EAT, or excuse me, on expertise, authority, and trustworthiness, because that was very heavily targeted on the medical and healthcare industries and people have really had to adapt for that. I think the second area is schema and structured data for healthcare specifically. I think that's an emerging area and the healthcare industry is not embracing it as they should, which floors me and pains me because it is such a wonderful opportunity for uh, healthcare marketers and IT folks to really set themselves apart from the competition. And then I think the third area is trying to manage the online competition and the shrinking um, search engine results page real estate that we have. You know, we're no longer just competing with our core competitors, like one hospital against another hospital. We're now competing with Google because Google has using its knowledge graph and its artificial intelligence and it's dominating their search engine results page. And a lot of times we're actually competing with Google because Google's giving answers and we're not even, you know, having people click through to actual websites. And I think those three things have really changed the landscape of SEO, particularly for healthcare and medical and, you know, types of organizations. And we cannot continue like we have in the past where a website is four or five years old. 
it lacks information. There's limited information, you know, data and information on physicians and research scientists, or even looking at like smaller clinical trial websites where it's just very limited and there's hardly any data there. So it's it's impossible to even know who's behind that clinical trial because it's so slim and it's in the nature of the content. We you just can't compete in that type of environment anymore. And I think it's really shifted search and how marketers have to adapt and try to really work to excel in search. If customers retain 95% of a message when they see it on video, but only 10% of a message when they read it, why are you still using print-only brochures to get your marketing across? Express Docs is here to bring you into the future. Introducing Print Plus Video, their newest technology that pairs the effectiveness of video marketing with the portable convenience of print marketing. Print Plus Video is a customizable brochure that's equipped with an LCD screen to clearly display your message to your audience in a way that resonates with them. Whether you're fundraising, recruiting, or any project in between, Print Plus Video helps you create an engaging experience that captivates your audience and increases conversion. For more information on Express Docs Print Plus Video, contact an Express Docs rep at 866-977-3627. That's 866-977-3627. Or visit expressdocs.com slash thehealthcarerep. That's Express, beginning with an X. So I want, to, I want to approach these kind of in backward order from the three you just mentioned. So starting okay. with, with kind of the, the competition. So, so competing with Google and, and Google's knowledge graph, like you said. So back in the day, again, when we're talking about the status quo, right? You know, kind of the theory of SEO had to do with zero moment of truth, right? So before someone clicked through to your website, what appeared there and we were focused on your title and your description of, you know, what appeared on the search engine result page. And now there's a lot more to it, isn't there? So, you know, tell us what you're seeing or really what a healthcare organization ought to be focusing on to really maximize that shrinking real estate that you described. Well, I think, you know, you know, part of it is really not just looking at keywords as keywords as we used to. Now they're just, they're much more in depth. And a keyword is no longer, you know, it's it's no longer one or two words. It's multiple words because of voice search. And then you have to even just kind of look at the search engine results page and consider search intent with the way Google's using that keyword phrase and decide, is it really something that you want to target? Because it may not at all match up to what your version of it is, which I see often in healthcare. And then the other case is Google's flooding so much information from the knowledge graph on that search engine results page, basically their own information that even if you do get on page one, it's going to be really difficult for people to even notice you because you're pushed way down the page and Google has all its of its stuff at the top. And that's even worse in a mobile device environment. So like, you know, part of the SEO process is no longer, hey, I'm just going to pick up my keywords and then go write some content for it. It's really, do I even want to worry about this keyword phrase or are there better alternatives for me? I don't see a lot of healthcare organizations or pharmaceutical companies or medical device manufacturers doing any of that and really considering any of that unless they have an outside SEO firm. And it's just because they're not knowledgeable on the current state of SEO. And if they do have in-house marketers that you know are working for them, it's a lot for them to try to keep up as well. And you can't expect someone who does you know traditional marketing and digital marketing to know all of this. And and what's happening is they're falling behind. It's a new world. It's a difficult world. And uh, sadly, it is for me, and my love for SEO, it's pushing more and more organizations towards pay-per-click, but that doesn't have to be the case. You can have a blend of both. You just have to, you have to really have some good, strong strategy and planning 
for SEO before you just start to try to jump in and do that execution. Gotcha. So is that real estate going to keep shrinking? Is there going to be uh, more info populated from from Google's knowledge graph? Are they going to keep shrinking that? Is that where things are headed? And if so, you know, how do we help get ahead of that curve? Well, if you look at it from Google's perspective, right, their usage of the knowledge graph and pushing more and more information onto the search engine results page is to their advantage, right? It keeps searchers, those humans, on their web property and it reduces the amount of organic clicks to actual website, which drives the, you know, the greater need for pay-per-click, which drives Google's revenue. So do I think Google's going to reduce down that knowledge graph usage? No, because it actually does help the humans. The problem is, is for marketers, it changes the way that we do things. Uh, and it's, you know, SEO is more difficult and it's, it has to, like I said, be much more strategic. So I don't see it going away. I see it evolving and Google's constantly shifting how it is using that knowledge graph and things don't change the same. And so that is another note is, you know, if you've done keyword research and it's six months old, it's time to do it again because Google is constantly shifting what the search engine results pages look like for different types of search queries. And you need to even see if that is still relevant to you and it's something that you can really compete on. Got it. Kind of going backwards through these. So then we're talking about schema and structured data. Tell us, you mentioned that the healthcare industry really isn't embracing that as they should if they're not yet. So somebody who's listening, who, who recognizes the value of it, uh, they're trying to figure out where to start. Uh, what's a good starting point? So the, you know, the very first thing I would do is I would go to schema.org and I would look specifically at the schema available for health and life sciences and just look at the different types of types and entities and properties and it'll open up a world to you that you didn't even know existed. You know, because really you know, most, the majority of people and I would say 99.9% of people if they're using structured data, it is the structured data that Google's pushing, which is generic, right? And it's fine because that does help you with search and help Google better understand your site. But healthcare has this wonderful gift of structured data and schema, and it's all available and out there for us to use. And it covers things like medical organizations and physicians and conditions and drugs and symptoms and causes and tests and clinical trials, prognosis and causes. I mean, there's just so many things that you can take one step forward and take that information that is on your website and start to actually apply that to you know, the structured data behind the scenes so you're really helping Google see a more colorful version of your site and better understand your content and how it can use it for search. And I, you know, don't be intimidated by schema, the schema vocabulary or doing structured data. It just, you know, I'm doing a talk this month at a WordCamp in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and that's the topic is don't fear structured data because it is so much easier than you think. You don't have to be a coder to implement it. You just need to understand what of the vocabulary applies to you and your content and, you know, and what you can pick and choose to use. There's testing that you can do online. Google even offers testing tools so that you can test that code that you're, you're adding in before you even put it onto your website. So you know it's safe and it's valid and it will really do what it needs to. Fantastic. I agree. I think it, it's intimidating to those, especially if they haven't grown up in on the digital side if they're not used to that and they think now they and I've got to get a developer to to figure all this out and then I have to translate for them of what we actually need. One example, I'm curious what you think about this. So if a hospital is managing, you know, a, a provider search page, most, most hospital sites will have, you know, find a provider, find a doctor directory of some kind. And sometimes it's something they've got or some other times it's something they've outsourced it's something off the shelf that that is plugged in. 
to their website. But if it's something that they've homegrown themselves and they are trying to manage the listings for the providers themselves by name and for the hospital itself, uh, is that possible? You know, is there a way so you click through and you've clicked that find a doctor directory and you've found Dr. Gill and Dr. Gill specializes in this and this and this and I'm looking at their bio page from that point. Is there a good starting point for that? I mean, does that conflict to try to mark that up for the provider and on behalf of the hospital itself, does it is that kind of a conflict at all, or does that? No, yeah, no, 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 no. And so, schema vocabulary that you're using in your web page, you know, it's based on URL. So the the hospital as an organization is would be the medical organization, and then each individual physician and their bio page would be able to have physician structure data applicable to them. Same thing for like, you know, the hospitals always have, you know, what are their um, centers of excellence that they have? What type of conditions do they treat or procedures do they offer? Those are all individual URLs too. So you would apply the structure data specific to that content on that URL there. So you're not going to conflict with the website as a whole. And keep in mind, what you're doing is you're trying to help Google better understand really who you are and what you do. And structure data is allowing you to talk to the search engines in their approved language, right? Because you want to, you know, when a website or excuse me, when a search engine crawls a website, it just sees you as a default text in some image files and links. And it doesn't have that colorful representation that us humans take away because we truly understand that's a hospital site that has physicians and centers of excellence because we know what that is. That's what the beautiful thing about us humans. But when you're starting to implement structured data and you're doing it correctly, you're giving all of that color and that depth to the search engines. And now they can understand your content, your website at a much deeper level. So it won't conflict as long as you do it correctly. <laughs> good. All right. Good. <laughs> Perfect. I need a dime. I ain't faking a phone. So you crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Ultera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Ultera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Ultera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mm, not so heavenly, was it? By now you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ultera Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. All right, and then the the last part, which was the first one you talked about, was kind of the, the foundational level of SEO these days of EAT. So EAT, Expertise, Authority, and Trustworthiness. What do we need to know these days about those pieces? Are they still kind of the same as always? Are there, is it weighted the same? You know, what's just a, a good way to think about that today? So I think that the most important thing is to take a step back and look, you know, at your, your website, the published pages and, and content 
as a third party, right? Not as someone who's well-vested in the organization, but from a third party, like looking at your about page or those, the physician directories that you have and things like that. You know, can you really have a good feel for who these people are behind the site, right? I mean, who are they? What are their credentials? What, ha- what medical papers have they written? You know, what data points exist for them on the internet outside of just that page? And when you start to take it back and look at that from a third party, you see the gaps because you'll go to those physician directories and there'll be a ghost image with no actual image of the doctor. And maybe if you're lucky, two sentences about the doctor, which doesn't do any good for the human because they truly want to see who this is, especially if like they're operating on their brain or something. But then it also doesn't help the search engines. And, you know, I've done a number of e-audits for people and and organizations. And it's just the third party objective view of it. And when you start to walk through, you know, with the client, they're like, I didn't even think about that. And it's all, it all becomes very common sense for them because it is just a matter of really, are you telling the world who you are and what makes you special and why you are the subject matter expert for what you do? And, you know, as you walk through it with them, they're like, yeah, we didn't even think about that. But now that you pointed out, I can see the gaps there and we're not helping anybody understand, you know, about us. So Google is just getting a lot more persnickety (laughs) about things. And that's because it is using artificial intelligence and the knowledge graph to piece everything together. So it has become much more important. It's always been there. It's just very much inside the focus of all of us because we know it has to be there for a medical or healthcare website to be able to rank. It's just, it's, you can't run away from it anymore. I see. So is there anything else we haven't touched on in terms of what what you'd want to mention for healthcare organizations with their SEO? Anything we haven't touched on yet? Um, I think that's the, you know, those are the biggest ones because those are the ones that I've been seeing uh, over the last year, you know, to 18 months where they really struggle with. And it's just because they, and and honestly, I think the biggest reason is it's either hospital systems who have limited availability of resources inside Right, so they don't know exactly all of the nuances of of eat and what it means and and structured data and things like that, or it's you know like those small biotechs who don't have any marketing whatsoever inside and you know have no knowledge of it whatsoever, so they don't know what they're missing. They don't even know that it exists, let alone how to actually implement it. So it's the balance of those two and just you know trying to to overcome that so you can really rank in today's search. Hey everyone, if you're a member of the Healthcare Rap Posse, then you know the show is here and the mission is clear. That mission is to spread the awesome of healthcare digital marketing. And did you know one of the best ways to spread the awesome is by attending HCIC, the Healthcare Internet Conference, November 4th through the 6th in Orlando, Florida. Hi, I'm Laura Clemens, Director of Strategic Operations at Greystone, inviting you to join hundreds of the best and brightest minds in healthcare digital marketing at HCIC. This is set to be our biggest year yet. We offer 72 sessions covering topics including CRM, voice search, podcasting, measurement, social media, patient acquisition, and the list goes on. You can hear proven success stories and learn how to stay ahead of the curve of what's coming next in digital marketing. One of the favorite comments I hear from attendees is that they have found their tribe at HCIC. 
It's a place to recharge your batteries and network with colleagues from hospitals and health systems around the country. Where else can you connect with hundreds of colleagues who are dealing with the same challenges as you on a daily basis? That's what the conference is all about. You can find your tribe at HCIC too. Go to hcic.net to learn more and get registered today. See you there. Well, I appreciate that. I feel like there there really is an ongoing desire to understand it. And then when people, I guess, especially like you said, when we are in the trenches and we're, we're sitting there with limited resources, like you said, I think you're right. That's pretty common in most healthcare organizations to be able to figure out these kinds of pieces, to know where to start, to know which pieces to focus on. These are very useful ways of going about it instead of just saying, hey, we're just going to go focus on our title tags and our description tags and go get some you know, some off-page, you know, some quality links like we used to do. There is so much more to it. (laughs) There is. And, you know, honestly, if you're working with an SEO consultant or you have an in-house SEO person, and if that's what they're talking about, which is the meta titles and descriptions and backlinks, you've got an issue. Because while that all still matters, it is a new frontier in SEO. And especially in this industry, you've got to worry about a whole lot more. And really, you do need to be doing an EAT analysis and, you know, really embracing technical SEO and those advanced SEO techniques, because otherwise you will not compete. You'll, and you'll continue to lose rank over time. Perfect. Great way to kind of sum all this up. And we'll move into our final segment, which is keeping it real. Keeping it real. Keeping it real is just an opportunity to to really explore healthcare in a different way. So we we just got pretty pretty technical on a very important topic and something that is very valuable. And I see it as a way to to connect people with answers that they're looking for with their healthcare, not even necessarily connecting them to care. If SEO is done correctly, like you said, especially as Google does continue to throw more info on the search and result page from the knowledge graph, they're not even you know showing your listing organically yet, let alone your page search, your local search or whatnot. As there's more of that, there people are looking for answers, not even just how do I get to care? Like they might not even need to be seen by somebody. Uh, and so that's just kind of the, the changing, evolving world of, of digital marketing with healthcare these days. And so I'm curious where, where you go with this question because this is one simple question I've been asking everyone uh, now for the last few months, uh, really for most of season two. The question is what's one thing marketers can do differently to change healthcare? The biggest one I would tell you is to have more empathy for the humans that visit your website and really put yourself into their cognitive state, right? I mean, so we humans, we search for things and we have a patient journey that we go through and our search will evolve through that patient journey. And at certain points during that patient journey, we are highly stressed, highly overwhelmed because of either symptoms that we have or loved ones have or a diagnosis that recently was given or, you know, surgeries that we know that we probably have to have. And marketers need to remember that and take a step back and say, you know, reread that content and even the navigation and all of the tabs that people have and, you know, the expandable boxes and things like that. You know, what does that do for the human as they have to try to navigate through your website? Is it producing more friction and more stress Or is it actually helping them and calming them and giving them the information that they need? 
and that feeling that you as the provider can take care of them. You can extend their lives or, you know, heal them or heal their family member. And really, you know, doing that and, and again, looking through it with the new eyes and with empathy. Because when I go to a lot of websites in this space, I have either limited information or a bazillion pages to try to get through. And there's always these little, you know, content is hidden underneath. I got to put click on four plus marks to be able to actually see content and page. It's like all of that is friction for me. Or like, you know, I worked with one hospital where I am a type one diabetic and I have my kids in research studies for it. And when I went to their site, they actually didn't even talk about type one diabetes on their childhood diabetes page. They were talking about, you know, weight right? Associated with it, but they were leaving out this whole target demographic and, you know, forgetting that empathy for me as the parent, you know, that I need to see them talk about type one because it's a pediatric hospital. I need them to, I need to see the fact that there are experts in this. I know that they are, but their content didn't tell me that. It didn't, it didn't help me want to convert and want to bring my child there. Again, it's a lot of times just taking and looking at things as a third party and seeing things in new light. Oh, thank you. I think that, man, that's such a great, great reminder that this is more than just about putting up a website. <laughs> it's it's really about the humans who are interacting with it. So uh, uh, very poignant. Thank you for that example as well. Uh, Rebecca, the podcast is SEO Bits. Uh, tell us if listeners want to connect with you in any other way, what's the best way for them to do that? Just go to my personal website, which is RebeccaGill.com, and that will link you to all my other properties. And you, know, you can learn more about me, my credentials, and who I've helped. Fantastic. It's been a pleasure to have you on the program today, Rebecca. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. So thanks for joining us this week. And thanks to you for tuning in. Don't forget to join the posse. Listen, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends, especially that last part, tell your friends, guys. Healthcare Wrap is an Altera digital production and a member of the podcast.healthcare network. So on behalf of Rebecca and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks, and that's a wrap. 